Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. another episode of that's what people do it's a bit of a weird one today we're recording on a monday which we've never done before and we're doing that because ryan is enjoying everything that scandinavia has to offer offer aren't you ryan <laughs> yeah um i'm enjoying as much as i can afford yeah so he was what norway this weekend uh so at the time of recording i've just come back from norway i was there at the weekend and uh wednesday of this week we've i'll be in denmark Bloody hell. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Denmark's just changed its rules. So I wasn't going to go because in Denmark, the rules are you have to stay a minimum six days and be able to provide documentation of where you're staying. And I'm only, I'm only going for two nights. So I was like, well, that's me, buggered. So I wasn't going to go. And then literally I checked. Luckily, I checked yesterday. They were like, oh, yeah, we've changed it now. Uh, you don't have to stay a minimum six days. You can just you can just come along if you fancy having a visit. So I was like, great, I'm going. Right. That that'd be nice. See what Denmark are doing. See how it yeah. differs to Norway. Yeah, yeah. We 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 were just talking uh, as before we recorded um, how like Scandinavia sort of handled COVID, and they, I don't know, for the most part, seem to have done it better than us. Yeah, more relaxed about it as well. I think mm. it just proves that the British public don't listen to anything anyone says. No, no, exactly. We got the blitz spirit. We can do what we like. Yeah. Oh, the pain. The pain. Anyway, so if you are a regular listener of That's What People Do, you're probably a bit exhausted right now because the last, what, five weeks have been a bit mentally taxing. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we In fact, the, the past couple of months have. We did Churchill, then we had a little rest with Sugar Man, and the last five weeks have been Hitler and Anders Breivik, which interesting to listen to, but my God, heavy content. Heavy. So we've decided that this week and due to the t- short time of writing as well we're going to go really light-hearted we're gonna have a nice chilled out time everyone's let their hair down which i think is a nice thing to do so today we're gonna split the episode into two the first part is me probably like a 10 minute section of telling a story about um some guys and then the second part i've got some podcast related questions for ryan which i think is gonna be a surprise for him oh. so i've got some questions related to like just like researching the stuff of the podcast and then i've got 10 questions about episodes that we've done to see if he can remember anything (laughs) oh damn that's so annoying because like um i mean i i'm really proud of our podcast i'm so i'm like a proud dad i love this podcast and i i do tell people quite often i'm like oh yeah i have a podcast and they're like oh tell us about it and i'm like and then if like I don't know, just general conversation, something comes up about like I don't know Nikola Tesla. I'm like, oh, I did an episode on Tesla. I'm like, I forgot everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. I'm like, I know about that guy, but 
but I, I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. Just let me go away for an hour and just li- listen to this real quick, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll be back. Oh, man. Sounds good. I like it. Yeah, so out of, I think it's 58 episodes now. We've whittled it down to 10 questions. Just They're all um, from light-hearted episodes as well, because this is the light-hearted episode. Excellent. So there'd be no Hitler or Mengler questions, don't Thank you worry. God. God. I'm fed up of talking about those guys. Yeah. So part one, we're going to talk about Ben and Jerry's. Oh, yes. <laughs> Excellent. My favourite ice cream. Absolutely. What's, ben and Jerry's. What's your favourite flavour? Recently is... Oh, great question. It's it, it depends, really. Because obviously, while researching this, I became horrendously aware that uh, England does not have as many flavours as America, apparently. Ooh. They've got some wacky crack flavours over there, and we're stuck with the basics. God damn. But I, I'm poor. Oh, it's so tough, because I'm a big cookie dough fan. Interesting. I think it's hard not to be. Um, I um, The fudge brownie one as well is... oh. Chocolate fudge brownie is my favourite. It is top tier. It is good. Then, like maybe then the, it's they've got dough. the half baked one, haven't they? Where it's the brownie and cookie dough in yes. one. Yes. Now that is oh, that is god tier. It's a mixture of that the two best flavours. Yeah. So probably that one. Mm. But then fish food's nice as well. I've never had the birthday cake one. No, I've not had the birthday cake, and I'm not really a fan of the fish food one. It's that marshmallowy one, isn't it, with the caramel? Mm, I'll, I'll eat it if it's there, but I won't buy it. And they've made a Netflix and chill version. Yeah, I don't really get that. Like, what's in that? Yeah, what Just... what does Netflix taste like? I don't know. Netflix and chill to me is I don't know what it tastes of. I bet, it's, I bet it's salty. Yeah, <laughs> sweat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield were born four days apart in 1951 in Brooklyn, New York, and they were childhood friends. Uh, Both of the lads had no idea what the future held. Ben studied pottery and Jerry studied medicine. Ice cream was always in the background of their life, though. During high school, Ben would drive an ice cream truck, and to support his university studies, Jerry would be an ice cream scooper. Got together in the same truck. Uh, no, uh, Jerry would uh, be at a shop and Ben, for some reason, just had an ice cream truck at school. How random I don't is that? Know why. How random is that that they both like got a job within ice cream? Yeah. that It was, it was meant to be. Mm. Throughout their ad- adult life, they would share an apartment together before Jerry moved away to North Carolina. However, they were only apart for a few years before reconnecting in New York, where they decided they wanted to open a food business together, which I feel like every one's done at some point with their friend they've just sat there and been like let's open a business oh god yeah i mean I, i've i've probably had like at least 50 businesses that i've like thought is genius i'm gonna do this and then tomorrow i'll forget about it or have thought of another yeah. one yeah never comes to fruition although, one day although, a million, although a technically the, the podcast ended up being the best one that i've done so far it was i messaged you just as like i've got a proposition for you and now we're here yeah a year later <laughs> yeah yeah, to be fair, yeah, this is the one that's been seen through the most. Yeah, we in terms of a profitable business, it not really booming, but we're, we're going to get there. It's fine. See, Ben and Jerry didn't get there for a while, as you're about to tell us, right? Uh, well, actually, their rise to power was quite fucking quick. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, they they hit the ground running. Oh, we're late developers. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Walt Disney, he took ages. Yes, he did. We're the Disney of podcasts. If we did a Disney podcast, would that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a Disney fan. I know that upsets a lot of people, but yeah, I, I think DreamWorks is better. But anyway, (laughs) How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is the best animated trilogy of all time, and I'll fight anyone who disagrees. Sorry, didn't DreamWorks? And even when people, and even when people say, "What about Shrek?" Shrek is still DreamWorks, so you're supporting my point. Yeah, but Shrek is far superior than How to Train Your Dragon. Nah, nonsense. How to Train Dragon is the best. Okay, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But Toothless would fuck everyone up. That dragon in Shrek wouldn't stand a chance against Toothless. I mean, the sheer size of her. She'd just sit on him. Yeah, but he can fucking shoot like fucking, I don't know what it is, like a laser out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm sure Shrek would figure something out. Probably. If there was a fight, and we're going massively off track here. Donkey would just fuck that dragon. So, that's the thing. Like you've got the dragon in Shrek who has sex with donkeys, and then you've got the one in How to Train Your Dragon who fucks up bigger dragons. 
That's what I'm saying. Donkey well. would get toothless, would just be able to like talk him over. What, and then have sex with him? Yeah. My God. <laughs> We've had some tangents, but that's a weird one. Yeah, well, there you are. You, you brought up Outer Strange Dragon. I'm just saying, Donkey would, would literally fuck up toothless. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, words fail me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so the original idea that Ben and Jerry had was to make bagels, which being from New York, I guess is like quite a heavily populated business because for some reason it seems like New York loves bagels. Yeah, they do, don't they? Which I don't get. I find them quite dry and pointless. Uh, I've, just, I've just lost all of our American listeners. I, yeah. I find them pointless. I don't get them. Like, I I'm don't not, understand why. It's I'm like a donut really a, without the fun. Yeah, exactly. It's a donut without the fun. It really is. I'm not really a bagel connoisseur in any way, shape, or form, but they do... Um, like a cinnamon raisin flavored bagel, and I do quite yeah. like that. But even that could be quite dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Uh, well, it turns out apparently you're supposed to toast them. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't Did know you that. Just fucking just bite into them. Yeah. So um, that's weird. I want, it's like I, just biting into a loaf of bread. <laughs> I once prepared uh, a bagel for someone, um, and I've I've never prepared a bagel before so i just was like okay took it out the bag cut it in half uh, i put all the stuff in it that the person wanted and gave it to them i went you even cooked it I went, what do you mean cooked it you're supposed to toast it i was like since when i didn't know i had no idea no they're pointless just get bread you can get the uh, raisin bread as well just get bread I have a crumpet. i don't understand bagels never will you can have savory bagels as well with like smoked salmon and cream cheese and shit on them yeah, just just have a crumpet with some butter on top or marmite. Yeah, maybe it's because we're from England and all of our bagels are just shit. Because no one, not no one really cares here about bagels. No, we don't. We're not. We're not bagel people. No, absolutely not. Crumpets and things are the way forward. Yeah, boy. Uh, the they also found that the equipment to make bagels was quite expensive. I don't know what equipment makes bagels, but apparently it's expensive. <laughs> so they soon binned that idea and they turned their attention to ice cream, which is cheaper. Apparently, how do you make ice cream? You can get. Oh, I think there's loads of ways. The main way now is you can get big ice cream makers, but it's difficult to do. I used to work in a kitchen. They used to stress so much about their ice cream. Yeah, but ice cream is so temperamental; it melts so quickly. Yeah, you've got to really, really look after it. That's the thing with, 19... with ice cream, but um, with Ben and Jerry's in particular, right? Apparently, this is the thing. The reason, well, I don't know if you go on this, but apparently, the reason why Ben and Jerry's ice cream is so soft is. Um, it's something to do with ice crystals in the ice cream. And the less ice crystals means it's a smoother ice cream. So you know when you like refreeze ice cream and it goes starts going yeah. crunchy? That's yeah. because it's melted and like the liquid's then being refrozen, so there's more ice crystals in it, and that's what you're eating is just more ice basically, rather than the actual ice cream. And that's mm. why like if you when you refreeze your Ben and Jerry's, like you have I mean, I don't. I have a whole tub to myself when I have it. I don't go halves. Yeah. I just eat the whole thing. But some people who have better, I don't know, uh, willpower than I, when they eat half of it, refreeze it, and then come back to it tomorrow, it doesn't taste the same or it tastes more bitty. That's why, mm. apparently. Yeah, I get that. That's interesting. I didn't go on to that. That's an interesting ice cream fact. There you are. If you want to make ice cream, don't refreeze it. Yeah. I, like, I prefer soft scoop stuff anyway. I hate having to fight with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I like tackling it. So in 1978, they took a $5 course on making ice cream, and then they opened up their first shop hmm. in Burlington, Vermont. So apparently that's all it takes to make a multi-million pound business. Just take a five pound course and have a go. When in 79, so that would have been a bit more, some some inflation there in it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> Even if it was 50 quid, that's a, well, that's a really good deal. Yeah, that's, that's really, they've done good there. Hmm. That's mad. The first shop was a converted petrol station in Burlington, Vermont, because they realised that Vermont was a university town that did not have an ice cream parlour, and they know that students like ice cream, so that's a very, very great decision, that. That is savvy businessman, that is. Really is. Ben and Jerry made huge impressions on the town. They would host free film festivals and give out free samples on the shop's anniversary, which is actually still a thing today in most Ben and Jerry shops. I remember at uni the word spread that it was the anniversary of Ben & Jerry's first shop opening, and we went to the Ben & Jerry's shop in town and got a free scoop of Ben & Jerry's. Is that right? Yeah, still a thing today. 
Oh, that's so clever. See, that's that's so smart. Like, you're in a student, like, university town. What do kids love, man? Well, they love ice cream. They like watching movies. They like free shit. That's such a clever idea. Mm, the the shop that we had in the town as well was attached to a cinema. Oh, so people went in there and got it and then yeah, went to the cinema. Yeah, smart. Yeah, very smart. I wouldn't have gone to the shop to go back to the halls or whatever. I would have just gone to a shop and bought a fucking pint of it and cried myself to sleep oh, yeah. watching Notebook. Ne- never ever. Like I know, I know. We, I love Ben and Jerry's, and I know we're doing an episode on it. But for the love of God, never ever buy Ben and Jerry's at a theatre or a cinema because you're going to pay what is a cruel of a tenner for like three scoops. A mouthful. Yeah, yeah, it's pointless. It's, Get a tub. Yeah, buy a fucking tub and just bring that to yourself. Bring it on your own, like. Do that, man. Fucking hell. It's so expensive sometimes. By 1980, they were selling pints of their ice creams to shops, and by 1981, had opened up a second shop. In 1983, they branched out of Vermont and opened a shop in Maine, USA, and gathered distribution rights to allow them to sell their ice cream to more shops. Mm. So the business was just slowly growing. Mm. Their ice cream was also used to make the world's biggest Sunday in 1983. I don't know if that record still stands. I doubt it. But at the time, it was the world's biggest Sunday. Uh, what what exactly is a Sunday? What what consists of it? It's just ice cream. Yeah, is like, it cream? If, ever, if, ever, if I if I think of a like a, a generic Sunday, it's like multiple scoops of ice cream, and they've got like the cherry on top, and it's like the sauce. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like an ice cream Sunday. Yeah, that's what I always I remember that word being ice cream sundae. I just assume it's just layers of ice cream. So it's just a tall ice cream. I, th- I think that's what it is, just multiple scoops. Mm-hmm. By 1987, the sales were at $32 million. Fucking hell. So this was nine years after they took that $5 class. That's insane. So within, within a decade, they're just starting to roll in it. Yeah, absolutely. Thirty-two million by in the eighties as well. Yeah, yeah, that's shitloads, mate. By the end of nineteen eighty-eight, the company was operating in eighteen states, and they earned the U.S. Small Business Persons of the Year award, and was presented that by President Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Fair enough. Well earned. Yep. Yeah. Uh, every new flavor was created by Jerry because Ben has a condition where he's unable to smell properly and that affects his taste. So oh, it was Ben's idea this. to incorporate big chunks to improve the taste. I so when you've got that, that massive scoop of co- uh, cookie dough, you can thank Ben for that oh. and his lack of being able to smell. Oh, what a hero, Ben. Oh, yeah, I, I've yeah. heard that. I didn't know if that was true or not, that he has an issue with his smell, so he can't really taste yeah. very much. And you're like, but you make some of the tastiest shit in the world. Yeah, which is like, just fuck it, put in a massive chunk of cookie dough so I can taste it. I like that. Because we all do it. If you ever get cookie dough ice cream or the brownie one, you scoop through the ice cream to get the chunks. Mm, yeah. It's it, it's like, um I don't know, digging for like gold and shit. I like that. Yeah. And when you get a big one, oh, it's good. In um, America, they sell, I think they started doing it here as well. They sell just bags of cookie dough. Yeah, I've noticed like that. And it's like, it's about the same price as a bloody tub of ice cream. Yeah, it's insane. Part of me, if I saw it, I would probably, probably buy it. I'm like an ice cream archaeologist when I'm eating my chocolate fudge brownie. I'm like, I'm <laughs> a scooping through. Yeah, it. literally, like, I've got like all my little tools. I'm scooping that ice cream out. Like I bring that brownie out dry. <laughs> and when you think that all the uh, chunks are gone, you've just got the ice cream. Then you find like another chunk. Oh, dream! What a discovery! <laughs> Naturally, with big business comes big competition, and their fierce, fiercest competitors were, can you guess? Is it Haagen-Dazs? Haagen-Dazs. Oh, Haagen-Dazs ice cream. It's so overrated and shit. I don't like it, personally. I like strawberry cheesecake. That's the only one I'll buy. Interesting. Uh, they threatened distributors that if they didn't stop selling Ben & Jerry's produce, they would pull their own products, which is a dick move. Mm. So... Ben and Jerry's went to sue them, but the matter was settled out of court and an agreement was made that Hagen Dars would stop being a dickhead. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> a judge being like, I sent you to stop being a dickhead. Yeah, just stop being a dick, bro. <laughs> they, they, I think Hagen Dars were just like, Where has this company come from? Why are they growing so quickly? Oh, yeah, but they were like, they were the kings because all you've got is, is it um, Vianetta? Oh, I'm not sure. The ones I found were like someone called Deniers or something, which I've never heard of, and Hagen Dazs. Oh, I don't remember. I remember Vian- Vianetta ice cream being a big thing in the 90s here. 
like yeah you, you could, still get like Vienna swells and stuff yeah stuff like that and then haagen was always just like the don when it comes to ice yeah. cream that was like the most expensive exclusive ice cream and then yeah ben and jerry's comes out of nowhere and just undercuts haagen you pretends to be something it isn't it tries to be all fancy at least ben and jerry's just like here we are we're just ice cream ben and jerry's is so fun it is it's a lot more fun and haagen well is always the one you get in like theaters like yeah. proper stage theatres where they'll come round at the interval and they'll give you like what you want about the tiny little tub with a little spoon for fucking yeah. six quid. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're the company that would be like, oh yeah, we, we harvest yeah, only the finest vanilla extract from some fucking asshole of some git who lives on the other side of the world. Ben and Jerry seem to be like, yeah, we've got big chunks in here because I can't taste. <laughs> yeah. Ben and Jerry's are the ice cream of the people. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> In the year 2000, with sales in the hundreds of millions, Ben & Jerry's was sold to Unilever, an international food giant, under the promise that it would still be treated as its own entity, which it is today. And mm. also part of this agreement was that Ben & Jerry's could carry on their socially conscious work. Because I'm sure you've heard recently with the Black Lives Matter movement and other various things, Ben & Jerry's are very, well, dare I say, woke. Oh yeah, they're pretty much on the pulse with it all, aren't they? Yeah, they've got a green team in their company who train each member of staff to be environmentally conscious. They use hormone-free milk, and they've committed to reducing solid and dairy waste. Uh, they recycle, and they the they look at the water and energy conservation at the company's facilities. And oh. now if I go directly off their website, they've got a timeline of shit that they do, and it's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, they do a vegan uh, uh, line as well now. Yeah, they do vegan. They've do they um I think it's like. Is it almond milk they use? I'm not sure. Must be. It's always almond milk. Yeah. They've they've done some really, really cool stuff. Mm. So they make sure their um, cows are fairly treated and stuff as well. They're part of the fair trade commitment. They just unveil all the uh, fucking flavors they use. They've, there's no GMO in their products. I don't even know what GMO is, but every time I hear it, someone says no GMO, so I guess it's a good thing. Yeah, I feel like GMO is like an American issue. Yeah, we don't really have GMO in England. I've never, I'd never heard of it until like it got brought, it gets bring, brought up in like American media. Yeah, but Americans just pump their food full of loads of shit, don't they? Which is why Brexit deals. Trans we're fats, in, we're isn't gonna it? Get, yeah, we're gonna get chlorinated chicken that I don't want. I'm just gonna buy my own chickens and yeah, kill it, cook them. it, eat it. In 2016, they um, were supporting Black Lives Matter, so they were yeah. already in the fight. Yeah, I saw they've that. They've just done some good stuff, man. They're they're always just on it, fighting for the good guys. So mm. yeah, that's that's generally the general gist of Ben and Jerry's. I like that. I like to know a bit more about this company that I enjoy so much. Yeah, they're they're good guys. Ben and Jerry's are the good guys. Like I think little... I think they still run it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe they still run it. There's they're definitely still on Twitter. I see their tweets quite often. Oh, see, I really wish I was more into Twitter. I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm such a fossil. Twitter is probably my most used social media. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a nice little 10 minute segment, 10, 15 minute segment on Ben and Jerry's. Shall we move on to the questions, which should hopefully take the rest of the episode? Yes. Can I quickly just, because uh, I wanted to double check if Ben and Jerry did still run the company themselves. So I just put on google do ben and jerry and the first search here do ben and jerry's support israel <laughs> who is searching uh, yeah. that Appa- apparently there, there is a thing apparently they do support or they fund like is israel in some way i don't know okay it continues it says apparently quote ben and jerry's has always said that it supports israel and me and won't move away from here. They've never even asked me once not to sell the Palestinian territory. I don't know who said that. But it's like Ben and Jerry's political favor doesn't suit all Israelis. Uh, yeah, let's not get into this. <laughs> Everyone's got a dark side, I guess. Run away! Run away! Yeah, let's let's not get into <laughs> Israel, Palestine, and all that. Mm-hmm. Not today. This no. is the light-hearted episode. This is the light-hearted episode. So. We've got two questions, just generic questions, then we've got ten of specific. So if I was to ask, I already know the answer to this question, but let's do it on air. What is your favourite episode to date? Uh, to date? Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think we mentioned this on the year anniversary episode. Uh, my favourite episode is uh, that, that we recorded is Diogenes. Yeah, I, I figured. I figured. Um, 
Yeah, I just, I'd probably have to agree as well. That was a good one. Like the the dude himself was just such an interesting bloke, but um, I just think we had a, such a laugh doing it. Yeah, that that was a really good episode. I'd probably agree. He was just a cool cool guy. That and or um, it's going to sound almost a bit like um, uh, like a bit oh, that's a bit uh, gallows humoury maybe. Um, the uh, oh god. Lawson Family Massacre episode with Charlie Lawson. Yeah. Yep. Just because Charlie Lawson's wife was uh, had an unfortunate name. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Very unfortunate. <laughs> we laughed at a dead woman. We anyway. did. <laughs> yeah. So, follow-up, what is the biggest ball ache of an episode to research? An episode where you're researching it and going, this is a ball ache. Uh, it probably was going to be my Winston Churchill episode that I did. Yeah, the series on Winston Churchill was a bit of a bore, like just because I mean we mentioned it in the episode where it's like if you oh and you said it with the Hitler episodes it's like if you want a, a podcast series on the war go and find one on the war because this is not that but the difficulty yeah. is is when you've got Winston Churchill and and uh, for the flip side for you with Adolf Hitler when when the war itself is so big and prominent in their life it's really difficult to navigate around it yeah. And also, I took the stance of I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and also it's just I don't know. It, it the, the longer I did it, I, I was starting to bore myself right in it sometimes. And yeah, I was like, I need that. a break. I, I got to that point with Hitler as well. Yeah, it gets exhausting. So I need a break from this. I I forgot that we did William Shakespeare. Fucking ages ago. Yeah, really long time ago. I was looking through the episode list. I was like, fuck me. I did. I completely forgot we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah mine's going to be uh, Winston Churchill. What about yours? I'm going to assume yours is Adolf Hitler too. Yeah, probably Hitler. Just in terms of the longevity and stuff, it was a, it was a ball leg. There wasn't, there hasn't really been anyone that was difficult to research. I don't think we've done anyone massively obscure. No, um, my my problem I found is I uh, I get too interested in other things at the same time. I get distracted too easily. Is my issue. I'm like. Looking at one thing and it will mention something, I'm like, "Oh, what was that?" And, I, and then I'll spend a, an extra hour or two looking at something else that's not the episode I'm trying to write. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that completely. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So... On to the 10 specific questions. Let's see how much you can remember. There's some easy ones in here, and there's some not-so-easy ones in here. All right. Question one. What was Amanda Knox's boyfriend in Perugia called? Ah, the shit. The one who was said to be complicit with her in the murder that she did or did not do. Is it? Was his name Raphael? Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll give you a point for that. His second name is Salacito, but we'll go Raphael because I think that's just how I refer to him. Nice. Yeah, I don't remember there being a second name. Okay, so you should know this one. What is Tanya Head's real name? Oh, shit. This <laughs> was your that. episode. It was my episode. Oh, hold on. Because Tanya Head's like one of our most listened to episodes. It is the most listened to episode. Um. Oh, God. No, I... What's it begin with? Give me a letter. A. No, I'm, no, I'm drawing a blank. I got nothing. Alicia Esteve Head. Or Est- I don't know how to pronounce that name. Alicia Esteve Head That's or something one. like that. Yeah. Um, damn it. 
That was your episode and the most successful episode that we've done. So, shame. Um, yeah, my bad. <laughs> that was one that I thought you'd get. Okay, so this one I don't know if you'll get, but it's based on your favourite episode. What was the rough date that Diogenes was born? It's quite a tough one. Fucking hell. Um, wasn't it like 500? Go a little lower, as in closer to zero. Uh, 400 AD? No. No, BC. He's BC. He's a BC, isn't he? Yeah. 400, uh, I'm in the right ballpark, but it's like 400 BC or something. It's between 412 and 404. Oof. That was a tricky one, because that's dates. No one likes dates. Okay. No one likes dates. That's why we all fail our history tests. Yeah. So, where was J.R.R. Tolkien born? He's a Birmingham boy. Was that where he was born? Uh, well, I know he's near you. That's where he grew up. But where was he born? Uh, did it become a B? No. Warwick, then? Is Actually, it, Warwick? it might. It might. I think the town might begin with B, but that's not the answer I went with. Uh, I'm going with Warwick or Warwickshire. Okay, um, you're in the wrong country. Oh, crap, he's in South Africa, wasn't he? Yeah, there you go. Damn it! I it's forgot that he question. was in South Africa because his dad was a banker, wasn't he? He was, and then they moved to Sarehole Mill, which is after in he died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh damn! Okay, that was the second episode we ever did. Yeah, that was that was done on the first day in that blistering hot room. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was, that was a year ago now. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just uh, just over a year ago. Mm. Who discovered Tutankhamun's tomb? This is bad, because it sounds like I don't listen to my own or know my own podcasts. <laughs> Just fully catching you out. Uh, it's like, how quickly can Ryan Google who discovered Tutankhamun If you did this to talking. me and just asked me random questions about the episodes, I'd be fucked as well. Yeah, well, there you go. Now we know what we're doing next week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does it begin with Henry? Oh, it begins with an H. Herbert? No. Damn it. No. Howard Carter. Howard Carter. Damn it, I should That's a good general knowledge fact to have as well. Yeah. What weapon did Jack Churchill register a kill with in World War Two that was an ordinary? A bow and arrow. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah, I remember that, because he stormed the beach with a sword, but doesn't have a, a confirmed kill with it, but he does have one with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Jack okay, Churchill so was great. He was a cool guy. So this is a question from our first ever episode. How long did it take Dashrath Manji to carve the path through the mountain? Over 20 years. That's so generic. I want specific. Damn it! <laughs> uh, 26. Or 22. 22. There you go. That was it. 22 years. I remember that. He was a cool guy. That was our first episode. Didn't know what was going to happen, but we got through it. Yeah, I remember when we pitched that idea to um, the... the small media company that we initially spoke to when we started the podcast and was like yeah it was, i was like i have an idea for a person it's called yeah uh, dashrath manji he carved a mountain carved a pathway through a mountain da, da, da. and they were like yeah i like it sounds good we could have said anything and they would have liked it hey yeah that's true that's true i feel like we're allowed to talk about it more now because like it's over a year ago and it doesn't exist anymore we're still in a whatsapp group with them and i went to leave the other day but i didn't want to put ourselves back on the radar Oh, so I just it. left it. Right, yes. WhatsApp needs to sort their shit out because I'm in so many groups that I would like to leave, but if I leave... like They're dead groups. They're like Latin. It's a dead language. No one speaks mm. in it, right? That kind of thing. I'd like to leave, but you know that everyone's then going to get the notification that you've left. Yeah. And I just... I can't be dealing with that. Yeah, it's not, I'm just going to stay in it forever. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> John Harvey Kellogg liked inserting a certain food up people's bottoms. What was mm. the food? Oh, I know this one. He he was a big fan of yogurt. Yeah, big yeah, fan he, of yogurt. Yeah, he had some weird fucking like beliefs on what food can do. Like, that was a bizarre episode because you kind of like, oh, Kellogg, he'll be a cool guy. And then it just got weirder and weirder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember writing it and I was like, 
I can't wait for James to hear this because it just gets weird and I just right. it just throw you off. Doesn't he think you should shit like five times a day or something? No, four. Yeah, he thinks that you should have four stool movements a day, and if you don't, that's outrageous. He'll shove yogurt up your bum until you do. <laughs> and food shouldn't be fun; it should just be <laughs> the bare necessities. Yeah, if if food gives you a boner, it, you shouldn't be eating it. Which uh, yeah, because he was big against masturbation. Yeah, it was totally against masturbation. I don't think ever touched his wife. If you were a lady who likes to touch yourself. Um, you can be strapped down and have acid dropped on your uh, lady parts, which is just everything about it is weird and wrong. Just do what you like. Yeah. I think I think we uh, mentioned it in the podcast. It was like, go ahead and just touch yourself. Do what you want. Like, no one's gonna, no, no one here is gonna tell you to stop. Yeah, just have a wank while eating like <laughs> special K or something, just to really stick it to the man. Yeah, but the only problem is some people do take it too far and they like buy cucumbers on Valentine's. I, I believe like cucumbers sell out at Valentine's. Oh dear. Oh god. <laughs> well, cucumbers are better than bananas, I guess, because they don't have the pointy end. Sturdier. Uh, yeah, they're, they're generally girthier, I suppose, aren't they? Anything to dildo if you're brave enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a cactus. So, these last two questions are very easy. What was the ship called that Sir Francis Drake sailed on? Uh oh! Is this a trick question? Are you going to ask me the ship? What was the name of the ship that it started off as, or the name no, that no, it no, was no. when it came back? When it well, fucking hell, you've, you've it's like that Monty Python sketch where I ask a question and you respond with a question. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the Golden Hind. That's the answer I had here. Yeah. Yes, but no one, nobody called it the Golden Hind when they were sailing on it, and it was only halfway through the journey that he actually changed the name of it to the Golden Hind. Well, there you go. And even then, and even then, nobody called it the Golden Hind. He was like, "The ship has a new name," and everyone was like, uh, "Okay." He was like, "It's now called the Golden Hind. Everyone must call it now the Golden Hind." And everyone was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do that." Except we do today because it's in on the Thames or near the Thames. Yeah, the yeah, Thames. yeah. It, it came back named as that. So mm. it's like changing your name, like when you go through that rebellious teenage years, and you're like, "I don't want to be called Ryan anymore. I want to be called." I don't know, <laughs> Ray, or something stupid like that. Max <laughs> Power. <laughs> yeah, Optimus. I am now Optimus. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no one's going to call you Optimus. I will be Optimus. Okay, so final question, very easy one. What country was Nikola Tesla born in? Serbia? No. Crap. I know it's around that area. Oh, God. I don't know what to say. What does it begin with? A. Oh God! This was my episode. Yeah, this was the first episode we did on our own. Oh, it is, isn't it? This is episode five, yeah. which comes up first on Spotify because the way we uploaded them. Yes, yes, but that was purely because we didn't actually own the first four at the time. Yeah, we had to get them back. Oh crap! Uh, I'm gonna guess Armenia just because it begins with A. No, he was Austrian. God damn it. Why is it with Austrians having famous people that they just don't acknowledge? A lot of a lot of people come out of Austria, good and bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's... and Austria just like doesn't mention it. <laughs> no, I'd quite like to go to Austria. Yeah, me too. Seems like a, a chilled out Germany, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's all the questions and the, the everything I had prepared. It, it, was a, it was a massive cop-out episode. It's just ice cream and questions. I mean, sounds like a good evening to me. Yeah, but I've just, I, we've just done so much right-wing. And also, like, even if we did a nice episode with like loads of facts and stuff, I just feel that facts at the minute are just a bit and too many dates and things. So let's just talk about ice cream. Mm. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um I'm sure we'll get back to normality soon, talking about horrendous, horrendous people. Yeah, I do have a couple of people on my sleeve that I do want to talk about in the future. Um, right. But yeah, I, I have to remember the good people. There are so many good people out there who do good things. They're a lot harder to research. They actually are. They are. Because They're also harder to like, come up with the idea of as well. So, say that again? They're just... 
They're, they're, they're hard to like, come up with the idea of doing them. They're just don't, not on the radar as much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we, we sort of have like a very dark um, fascination with nasty, horrible people, it seems. Like, call it what you like. Humans, for the most part, are, are quite a, a aggressive, almost violent species. And so, like, yeah, when people do aggressive, violent shit, people get really interested in it. And they're like, oh, yeah, tell me everything. Tell me everything. I want to know all the, like, the horrible facts and stuff like that. And then, like, someone does something really, really nice. And it's like, eh, whatever. Well, on that, when we did uh, our episode on Alfred Nobel, um, I mentioned how I believe there are five, if not, I think there are six now. Because I think he added, he, the economics got added later on. They're like, between five or six nobel prizes and they're all awarded in stockholm sweden which is where he was from and there's only one country there's only one prize that is awarded in another country and my question to you is what prize is that and in what country fuck fuck um i'm gonna go for physics Incorrect. Peace. Correct. It is the P- the Nobel Peace Prize, and it's the only one. Okay, the most famous one. It's the only uh, yeah the most famous one. The Nobel Peace Prize is not awarded in Stockholm. It is awarded in some another in another country. Which country is it? Switzerland. Nope. Stay Scandinavian. America? Stay stay Scandinavian. It, oh Denmark. Nope. Where have I just come back from? Norway. Norway. Oslo, and I walked past it. I walked past the big building where, like, it gets done. The man who invented something that kills millions. Dynamite, wasn't it? Yeah, giving out a peace prize. Yeah. See, we remember the big facts, just not the specifics. Yeah, exactly. See, we're all good. Our job's not to remember this shit. It's just to tell you. Tell you about it and then delete it immediately after. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, we, we spend, like, upwards of, what, I don't know, somewhere like 40 odd hours or something, like writing, researching, shit like that. By the time I get to the point of like doing the episode, once that's done, I need to forget about it because I can't have it hanging around in my head, particularly if I'm about to write the next one. I'm like, like, clear it out, forget about it, it's done, we move forward, we're carrying on. Yeah, I, I let them linger on my desktop for a little bit before I get rid of them. Oh, do you? Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's just because I forget to delete them. I, I always leave, when I um render an episode as well, I always leave it up until we've recorded the next one in case there was something wrong or something. Oh, maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just just for safety purposes, I just leave it for a, for a week or so. Yeah, once I've got mine exported and I've sent it to you, it's gone. I always just have visions of well, once you've exported it to me, I'm, I've got it, so it's fine. But I always just have visions of uploading an episode and then someone messaging me being like, what have you just uploaded? This isn't an episode. And me, I've just rendered something completely different. Or, yeah, or like I just like haven't, ep- or I just haven't edited. So I don't know. It won't happen, but I just have those fears. No, it's all good. They're all saved and the audio files are saved. They're on my computer, but I'm like, get it off my desktop. I don't need to see it anymore. Moving on. Yeah, I need to get rid of it from memory. I just can't. But I'm sure if we wanted them back, we could re-download them from the uh, distribution site, I imagine. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. We've got them on Spotify. I, I have Spotify. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how it works. But yeah. Do... I just like take a moment to appreciate the fact that we're on Spotify. I really enjoy that. I just find it, it's like a little thing that I like. When we first started as well, if you search, that's what people do. We didn't come up and now we come up. So that's nice. Yes, there technically were two. Yeah. There were, oh, there's the other one disappeared. I can't, I haven't looked. It's gone. Is it? Yeah, it's not on there anymore. Cracking. Mm. That's really good stuff. Yeah. We're doing all right. We're doing okay. We just need to, I think I think our plan for the next year, because our first birthday wasn't so long ago, is I think maybe double the, the listenership, I think would be a good, a good target. No, I totally think that's it, uh, something we could definitely hit. And that will be done by you guys listening. I, do you know what? I forget that we have people listening when we do this because I'm just talking to you over the phone and I just enjoy talking and listening about whatever we're talking about. And I do forget that there are people listening to this episode. Yeah. 
And, and just to, to the I people listening, we did have big plans, but COVID did ruin them. We did have like people, like guests and stuff lined up. Like the Jack the Ripper saga was on the horizon. Yeah. And and yeah. then oh. and then COVID hit, and it everything just fell apart. So we will get we will get Jack the Ripper back. So we do we need to we do need to do that one because that'll be fucking awesome. Because we we know a guy who does Jack the Ripper tours. He knows all the conspiracy theories. He's got his own theory. It would be it will be a wild ride. Mm. And also one that oh, we yeah. don't really have to research. We can just ask questions, which would just be fucking great. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. Um, so yeah, um, oh, I don't know to get a bit wet for a second. Like we wouldn't be here still in a year over a year now doing the podcast if it wasn't for you guys who listen to the episodes um we get well consistent listeners now every week uh tune in to hear about random shit that we have to talk about so um thank you very much everyone who uh listens to the podcast and has been listening if you've been listening right from the very beginning or if you're brand new to this welcome one and all thank you very much for taking the time to listen this would be a weird episode to start on they're not all like this. This is very different to how it normally is. Yeah, yeah. There is some facts somewhere. This is like a holiday uh, episode. It is, isn't it? This is our relaxed fit episode. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for sticking up with us, <clears throat> particularly through COVID, where we had a few issues with like uh, solo episodes, like little 15 minute shorts and stuff like that. And we've yeah, that would have been awful if we had to carry on with that. I've been dreadful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we've now managed to get back to a, a, a point where we can bring full episodes with you know all the work that we put into it and stuff like that. So yeah, keep listening. We've got loads and loads and loads of more things to talk about in the future. Um, thank you to everyone who has so far uh, donated to our Kofi page. We really fucking appreciate that. Um, it's nice to see like you know. It's like a, almost like a recognition of what we do. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for that, guys, uh, and everyone who follows us on the social media platforms, which I will do this week because it's a nice, relaxed fit episode. Follow us on Instagram. That's what people do. Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at that's WPD. The same uh, handle is on Twitter. Just type in at that's WPD. Uh, if you have any suggestions for someone you'd like us to talk about, for instance, we were um, recommended uh, uh, Searching for Sugar Man, the documentary, which we then did an episode about. I think, James, you had a recommendation as well that we did uh, like a month or two ago. Yeah, I've got quite a few recommendations from, from various people, which, I, which I'm really always grateful for, because sometimes I'll just sit there and I know I've got to do an episode and I'll just sit there on a blank Word document and not have a fucking clue what yeah, to do. Exactly. So people with recommendations really help out. And they're interesting as well. Because people like I would they, never have done Cadbury without that being said. No, and I, and I would I'd never heard of um, uh, uh, Sugar Man, uh, the the, yeah. the documentary. No, no, um, we wouldn't have touched that. It was very interesting and it was so cool as well. Yeah, exactly. We'd never have touched that. Um, so yeah, if you do have any um, recommendations for us, you can send them our way via email at or, or any of the social media platforms. To be fair, we'll be on that. Uh, but yeah, email us at that's what people do podcast at gmail.com. And yes, if you would like to donate to the Kofi page, um, all donations go towards the pod. They're a one off thing. It's not like a, it's not, we want, we, we stayed away from Patreon. We don't want your money. Like, we don't want a subscription. It's, this is not an OnlyFans page. I'm not going to get my boobies out or anything like that. If you fancy just chucking us a couple of quid, it's the equivalent of like a, a, a coffee or a chai latte in my, my, uh, in my way. Um, it really does help us out um and it all all of that will go towards the pod helping us to improve things maybe help us get like um rent out a studio so we can do jack ripper stuff or you know microphones equipment things like that so yeah um thank you very much for listening everyone i uh, hope you've enjoyed our nice relaxed fit thank you james for bringing us the information of ben and jerry the no heroes drama. of the world i really want ben and jerry's now yeah i may have to get a big tub on the way home later yeah. um so yeah thank you very much for listening Next week, we have, I have no idea, because it is Monday. I've just come back from Norway. I've not yet figured it out. So I still have, I still have a few more days to figure it out. Yeah. But join us next week when I will bring us another nice episode. Nice episode. Someone who's done something cool. That's, I look forward to that. Mm. Thanks for listening, guys. Join us next week. Bye-bye. ta
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Boll Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boll Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bollandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.